0: Life's inside track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's inside track with Ken and Yetta Decker.
1: What really is equity? I mean, you could be treated fairly. Is that equity? Yes. Is it? Is it? Is equity guaranteed? No.
0: Hello, this is Yetta and Ken Decker, and we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share ideas, thoughts, techniques, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible.
1: Hmm. And I think equity is really kind of net worth or like... If you were looking at the big picture of your financial wealth, equity is how much when you take what things could sell for minus what the things you you owe, owe. and it would equal your equity or your net worth. Now, we're talking about home equity. Yeah,
0: this time it's home equity. So what you're going to learn in this episode is which ways, and there's seven, I'm going to say, you can probably find a few others, but we're going to say there's seven, seven, yeah, seven that's the right general of ways of increasing equity or building equity. And I thought it'd be fun to unpack them a little bit because if you get and live with and utilize at least three or four of them, you're actually going to do some good things. If you can access six of them, you're going to do better. And if you can access access the seventh one, you'll do even better with letting your equity be increased and built.
1: Yeah. So calculating equity. Mm-hmm. How do we really calculate that? It's, it's simple and not always easy because mm-hmm. really there's only two numbers, maybe three if you have more than one mortgage on your property or line of credit or something attached to it. So if we're talking
0: house equity, house property equity. Yeah. equity
1: yeah. So basically it's the value of the house, and that may not be what you paid for it. Because when I look at value, I look at value as, what's the market value today if I was to liquidate it in a normal amount? Not like a fire sale, I got to get rid of it, I got to have it gone in five days. And not that it's got
0: to sell for extraordinary amounts of money over Market value. What's the true market value of it today? And do worst case scenario. If you're not selling it, that's usually the best way to look at it. So just what's it worth today? And we can help you with that if you don't have a way to calculate it. There's it's simple, not necessarily easy to access the right information. And yet we have access to the right information. We would gladly share it with you. So what's it worth today?
1: Yeah. And then you just subtract what you owe and you Mm -hmm. may not have that readily at hand. You may get a statement monthly from your your lender that says, hey, Mm -hmm. you paid down this amount and this is what you owe. So you may have that readily available. And if you have a line of credit that's attached to your house then you've got to add that to your mortgage or if you don't owe anything. Then the math then, is really easy. It's then, just what's the house worth?
0: Right. What's the house worth? So, the first way that you gain equity is through your down payment, that initial deposit. Starts to build deposit down payment, could be a combination of the two, starts to build your equity. So even if you put five percent down, you will still have a little teeny bit of equity in the house because there are some fees that then have to be subtracted because it would have been high ratio financing. So So you
1: may may only have one one percent equity at that point
0: when you start. And so you start with the equity based on your down payment because we're going to assume that market value is what you've paid for the property, unless right away you've done something called number two
1: buy it right.
0: Buy it right. So maybe you bought it a little bit under market and you've actually increased your equity just by having purchased the property.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, another other ways, what we call sweat equity. Yes. It's not really like you're saving up your sweat. But what it is, is you put effort. Actually, you're expending your sweat. Yes. You're increasing sweat to get sweat equity. Yes. And you might also spend some extra money for supplies, whether it be paint or trim mm-hmm. or flooring or whatever, but you're doing the work. Right. So your equity is increasing because of the work mm-hmm. you've done. Now, the other way is. You could pay somebody, yes, but then really you should add that money you spent to the calculation of what your equity is, unless you had cash, because then it's like infusing more money into your house, which increases your it's equity. It's like more
0: down payment. Yeah. So sweat equity will be greater if you physically do the work yourself with the as hammers you're and you're the saws. It, and if you're not good at it, in fact, it will you'll decrease. devalue the, your home. So don't think that just because I could do it myself, I've increased the value.
1: So instead of sweat equity, there'll be sweat stains.
0: Yeah, it would be sweat stains. (laughs) And we have seen some terrible sweat stains on houses. So just know where your skill set is. And if you're doing the right repairs, like there is a little caveat here. If I spend money on my house, whether I do the work myself and I do it with precision and excellence, or Ken does the work or we hire somebody to do it. If it's not something that actually has an impact. So if I add a hot tub, or I add a lap pool, or I add even some new flooring, but the flooring that I have is nice. It's just not my taste. Where I change out the bath, but there's nothing wrong with the one that's there and it's still in style. It's just not my style. Those things won't actually increase your equity. So what repairs and improvements you do actually matters
1: Mm. significantly. Right. And then there's amortization. Yeah. And amortization, uh, like a mortician, is for someone that dies. So amortize is about killing your mortgage off Mm -hmm. and you do it biweekly or monthly and with your payment will be an interest portion and a principal portion. Mm -hmm. The principal portion is reducing your debt, which has the effect of increasing your equity in the house. And right
0: now with the interest rates way they are, when you are making a payment, approximately half or even greater than half is going toward principal pay down. So when the interest rates are higher, it's not anywhere near half that's going toward principal pay down or equity increase as the case
1: may be. Right. Now you can also fast track that by doubling up your payments if you can afford double payments because the extra Mm -hmm. payment is 100% principal you're paying off Mm -hmm. because you already paid the interest in the regular payment and now there's less interest in the future. So every payment from then on – pays more principal than it would have. Right. So, And then it. another
0: one, which is kind of cool because you don't have to do anything to make this one happen, It's you just let the market do its job. So in this current market, it's increasing pretty quickly, your equity growth. We find a lot of our clients are shocked at how much equity is sitting in their house. And that's a conversation we'll have shortly about whether what you should do with that equity. But that's another conversation. Mm -hmm. So right now, it just simply as your increase of property goes up, you increase your equity.
1: And the seventh way is Mm -hmm. really for people that have multi-unit properties where the value is quite often determined by the Mm -hmm. income. So by increasing rents, Mm -hmm. you know, then – You're actually increasing the value of the property, which is increasing your equity. Right.
0: The incredible thing about equity is most of it, maybe not so much the sweat equity kind, but pretty much all the others, it grows while you're sleeping in your bed. You don't got to be doing nothing except sleep and let the equity take care of itself. Tip. Don't take it out except for good
1: purposes. (laughs) My
0: house is worth so much more than when I bought it. Yeah, so is it a
1: good time to get a home
0: equity loan? We've created for you access to over 423 episodes of Life's Inside Track on how to make your house home, on how to thrive and strengthen and heal your relationships, how to make good use of your money and your equity. And the great news is you can access them from home, your office, or even on the go. So, Ken.
1: Yeah. So, I guess a home equity loan... Mm. Whether it's a good idea would really depend on what the purpose is that you have planned for that money. So on this episode,
0: we're going to learn when a consolidation loan might be a great or an equity loan might be a great idea and when it might be not such a great idea. Mm -hmm.
1: So one of the things that uh, I've always said is, please, 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 please. Please, please do not use your home as a giant ATM. And every time the equity goes up, you remortgage, take the money out, pay the debts that you paid and buy buy some stuff at Stuff Mart.
0: Right. And the reason we can say and actually plead with you not to do it is we had become expert (laughs) at using our house as an ATM. We didn't learn the first time or the second time. It took us a few times around the block. And yet what breaks my heart more than anything, is we eventually figured it out and we stopped using our house as an ATM. And what really breaks my heart is when I go meet somebody that is now elderly, they're getting older, they purchased their house for very little money in the market in which they purchased it because they've had it for a long time. And the loan is essentially as much as the value of the home is. It's like, what? How does that happen? Well, because the house became the tool to purchase whatever they needed to purchase.
1: Yeah, really to live a lifestyle beyond their earnings. Yeah. Because they were utilizing the earnings Mm -hmm. of the house.
0: Right. And so in that case... Probably not the best idea because you're actually moving backwards. Because then even if you wanted a reverse mortgage down the road, and that is something some people do. And yet if you don't have any money in it, now what are you supposed to do?
1: Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like even we did it, we, we would consolidate. Mm-hmm. Like basically when the mortgage came due, we'd take out more pay off all our debts, and then what they created was this really neat thing called a home line of equity, right, a home, home, loan, equity, home line. equity loan yeah. or whatever. And what happens is no. now you have a fixed amount of credit on your house and you have a certain amount that you can use, I'll say willy-nilly, you can spend it willy-nilly because you don't have to go to the bank and say, oh, I made a mistake, I paid too much, I bought too much on my credit card, I spent too much at Christmas, or I did this, or I did that. You just simply write the check on your line of credit to pay it off. And we did that for a while where our line of credit was like our cushion because our business was is somewhat seasonal. Cyclical, yeah. And so in the summer, we'd be making a lot more money than we would in the winter. And so our line of credit would go up over the winter, and then we work hard, hard, hard to pay it down. And then in the fall, it would start climbing again. And then sometimes in April, we'd have to pay our income tax because we hadn't put enough aside. We'd have all these issues that the line of credit saved us from. And it wasn't the best. What, what we do now is in the summer, we save, 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 save so that we have cash so that when in the winter, it's less, 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 the cash dwindles. So we're not going into credit every winter, we're we're using up our reserves, which I think is a a better way of doing it.
0: Right. So consolidation loans, if you're doing it for the purpose of paying off debt repayment, the struggle becomes, are you going to change your habits? Or does it just become a perpetual cycle of redoing the same thing again and again and again? to the point that now you owe essentially as much on your house as it's worth or really close. I mean, you have to keep 20% equity, but depending on the condition and depending on the market conditions, you might not really have 20% even when they say you have 20% in, and yet it could have been paid off five times over sometimes. And so the question is, can you take a look at your habits? we eventually had to be honest with ourselves. A lot of these conversations we have with you are not comfortable. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> They're like really not comfortable. They're not comfortable for us to have it. Probably not comfortable for you either because what it causes us to do is go, when was the time that we did that pattern of behavior? Yeah. And so we have a tendency to, once the pain is removed from our debt load, Then we let off the change in our behavior and go back to our old pattern of behavior. Yeah, and And, and I think it's mm, easier to
1: talk about these things because we're standing on the story. We're not in the story of being in that place. We've we've conquered that issue. Mm -hmm. And the way we conquered it was a coach, someone to help guide us. We adjusted credit limits on credit cards when it was a problem, bringing Mm -hmm. them down. Bringing
0: them down, way down. And And I don't know if you've ever made a ornament for the Christmas tree, but that can be a really cool skill. When you know that you've had enough of them credit cards that you can't help yourself, you could either freeze it in a chunk of ice in your freezer so that it Take some time before you can access that credit card. Just don't write down the number and then buy the stuff online. I mean, have the number somewhere, but not easy access. So that can be a little brain trick. Or the other thing you can do if you're actually done with it and you know it bites you, it gets in your way and you can't just leave it alone, Mm -hmm. time to make a Christmas ornament. And that is take it, cut it into little pieces, put it in the oven turn it on about 350 degrees, leave it for about 20 minutes, put a little string on it, and now it'll be this beautiful colored piece of plastic for your Christmas
1: tree. <laughs> a little collage. A little, yeah. Yeah. And so it's really interesting the steps we can take to to overcome our habitual spending habits, mm-hmm. and it can make a world of difference, right? Now, the
0: great news is if I'm going to take that equity and instead of debt repayment, instead of lifestyle, instead of paying for my instant gratification that I couldn't afford to pay for, now instead I use it to wake up my sleepy asset,
1: mm-hmm. wake
0: up the money in my house and let it work for me. Now, that is a good use of consolidation. So
1: we need to... It's not really consolidating. It's withdrawing equity to buy something else, put that equity into something else to leverage, right? Right. And so that's a a beautiful option. It really is waking up the sleepy asset.
0: And we have done that many times. And it even sometimes gives you access to a dream that you had or something you want to do that you just need access to a little more cash.
1: Mm -hmm. And you can pull it out and let it work for you. Yeah. And you might be wondering, well, what equity do I have? What options do I have with that equity based on my financial situations? What moves would you make if it was your situation? And we're happy to assist with that. And one thing you might do
0: if you haven't done it is read the wealth formula. If you have not purchased that book, it is available on Doubledecker.life and on deckerteam.com. You can purchase the book if you haven't already read it. And not only may it help you with debt repayment, if you've already handled that, just, well, read the story because it's a fun story, but skip through the first through pretty quickly and then get to the part about what can I do with the equity in my house? How can I wake up that sleeping asset that's in my bank account or in my house actually that could be helping me thrive and make better use of my money?
1: Yeah. The question is, should I capitalize on my
0: equity in my home now or wait We've enjoyed for over 30 years helping you build your wealth, your real estate, your knowledge, and also coming alongside you to increase your fun, your finances, your faith, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish in your relationships. 30 years, really, of making our lives even better.
1: Yeah. So I think the the... The value in understanding whether you're going to use your equity or not right. is really about what's the end game right what's your end game what's your plan to get to the end game and end many, game yeah, I call it end game end game is like for most people it's when you retire and you don't you don't work anymore and how you set yourself up financially for that right Now you and I may be a little different there we're not planning on retiring unless we physically have to right and so the the question is or the beauty is many of the things that you may want your equity for in the future you don't have to do anything today
0: nothing nothing but whatever you want to capitalize on it so we're going to explore some of the ways in which you can use the equity in your house and one of them is leave it alone Yeah, Just leave it be.
1: Let it slow cook or fast cook.
0: (laughs) Let the mortgage payments, and we talked about this in the other episode, let time and the money you're putting towards your house just pay it off. The good news with that is it causes you to have very little expenses. You can live in your own home your own environment, your own condo, whatever style of home it is, it doesn't matter. Reality, you can live there for very little, a portion of what it would cost to live in a rental unit or live even in assisted living or anything that of that yeah, nature. Because so, really,
1: at that point, you're down to property taxes and insurance and, and, maybe, and condo fees. Maybe, maybe condo fees. Maybe condo fees. Right. One of the things we did was we bought a property that has an in-law apartment, which we rent. And it will actually cover our, our taxes and our utilities mm-hmm. when uh, there's no mortgage. Right. So, so really, then it's just, what is it? Uh, some upkeep and insurance.
0: Right. So one thing you can do is simply choose to let it pay down. And just have it sit there. Now, we also talked about, do you want to wake up the lazy asset? Do you want to use that money for something?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You could use it for debt repayment. So we're going to, in this case, say we've explored that. You've chosen if you need to do that. So now we're out of the habit of consolidating for debt repayment. We're going to assume for a moment. We've got that under control. So if you have that under control, then you don't have to think about that one anymore. So what can you do? Do you just leave it there or you do something with
1: it? And some people leave it because it's part of their retirement plan. Yeah. It's their equity. At some point, Mm -hmm. they may sell the house if they need to go into assisted living or something, or they Mm want to move to a little island somewhere. You know, if there's any place that's left that's inexpensive compared to us, you know, it's a way of taking that money and, right. and having a lifestyle that you wanted. Delayed right. gratification, so to speak. Exactly.
0: Another thing you can you do is get investments. Whether you choose to use some of the equity in your house for investments outside of real estate, or you choose to use it for investments related to real estate. Mm-hmm. We, of course, are advocates of the real estate model because it's leveraged. And not leverage that it's recklessly leveraged. If you haven't heard any of the other episodes around how to do it right, it's not just about buying any old piece of real estate. It's about buying the right kind of real estate for your portfolio with your strategy, taking into consideration what matters to you, leveraging the money not to an extreme extent, but le- and leveraging some of the equity in your house, capitalizing on the money that's just sitting there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes people will leverage their equity to start a business, or follow a dream, or go back to university, or whatever the case may be. Something that they delayed, they have a dream of doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the right thing to do.
0: Paying off or paying for a kid's education. Could be you have access. When you let the equity just sit for a while, you now have options. Mm. I think that's the big message here, options. If you do like we did, which we shared in another episode where we reconsolidated, consolidated, consolidated, so there was nothing left, we used up, we threw away, we tossed out the door. (laughs) Options. It wasn't until we got a handle on living on below our means, living below our means versus beyond our means, that equity grew. And that's how we were able to launch our business over 20 years ago.
1: That's absolutely true.
0: Right? It it gave us options. And now we've
1: leveraged it to buy investment properties. Mm Mm-hmm. And now some of those investment properties are allowing us to make other investments. And so it starts to multiply. It does. There is an exponential
0: effect when you use what we call OPM, other people's money. And often it's the banks or the trust companies. Ideally, we're not using high interest rate because that actually makes a difference on your rate of return. So that's another conversation. But if you're doing things safely, You can let the exponentiality of it take Mm -hmm. off for you without a lot of effort. You still got to do it right. Like none of this is take a pill and have it all happen. (laughs) It's not like, do I take the red pill or the blue pill and one of them is going to give me instant answers? Yes. You take both. And so the, the answer is be strategic about your approach. And there is an amazing opportunity available. Possibilities mm. are endless. Yeah.
1: Another thing you may want to do with your equity is to upgrade your home. Right. And that can go one of two ways. It can be physically upgrade the one you're in or upgrade to another property. And we'll talk about upgrading to another property in a minute. But for right now, you could say, you know what? I do need to remodel the bathroom. There's mold behind the walls. It's gotten bad. The the, the shingles are leaking. I don't have the fifteen or twenty thousand dollars in cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I take out thirty or fifty thousand and I change my kitchen, my bathroom, my my windows, my my uh, shingles, that kind of thing. And really, you're improving the value of your home. So yes, you took equity out. But the goal would be that the value of your house goes up. And so you didn't, your net's not that bad. Well, your your net,
0: equity. in fact, may have gone up. May have. Taking some equity out, increased potentially the value. And now you're sitting here with greater equity position, provided they're the right thing. So if and you're you ever in doubt- Right. If you're ever in doubt, give us a call and ask us, is this a good thing to do Mm -hmm. with my equity or is this maybe going to set me back rather than set me ahead? And the
1: most common thing that people do with their equity is they upgrade their home. Mm -hmm. They've built equity in their townhouse or their semi or their condo and they decide, okay, now i want a bigger single family. I want to be country property. I want to be in the city or whatever, whatever the case may be. You take that equity with you Mm -hmm. and be able to buy another property. So we are honored
0: to be on the journey of moving toward greater wisdom and greater wealth. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team.